Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm really glad you're here. Good morning. Thank you. Welcome into Talking in Cars with DJs. My name is Ultimate DJs, welcoming you to the April Arcfall Legacy Part 2 and uh, the continuation of the story from Season 3, Picard. Or is it? We're going to talk about the narrative relation of the game to the television series because Mr. President, as our special guest today, and I'll talk to him uh, more in just a little bit, uh, President Echo is with us today. But one of my uh, largest concerns, crazy enough, pre-arc, was that this arc would actually be spoiling season three. And what I've been told is that while we are celebrating season three, the final season of Picard, and this is the final uh, arc of uh, Picard, the final arc of Legacy, the story that we're going to get in the missions this month, Mr. President, has absolutely nothing to do with the television show. So players should not be worried in the slightest about spoilers for the TV show. There's nothing that they need to be uh, careful about that the storylines and the missions that we have inside Star Trek Fleet Command this month are absolutely unrelated and independent of what's happening on season three of Picard on Paramount Plus. Is that correct? From everything I've been told, yeah, that is correct. The team worked really hard. I mean, and we have a par partnership with Paramount, right? Like, we don't want anybody to have any of the episodes spoiled or feel like that some sort of experience from watching the show is going to be ruined. It's important to us, right? Um, we more just want to highlight and celebrate Picard season three without taking away from the show itself. So the missions this month, when I was reading through some of those uh, early access, if you will, uh, which, by the way, thank you. When I was reading through some of the narrative piece of this month, I immediately became concerned. I said, oh, my gosh, is this stuff that hasn't happened yet? And and I was told, absolutely not. This is a new story. This yeah. is a new story. And uh, and it's not. So so players don't need to be worried about that. And I know crazy enough. Mr. President, I've received a few messages this morning with regards to the patch notes and kind of the narrative that they set up. Oh, my God, is this uh, spoiling season three? It is not. I just want to let players be rest assured with that is that you will not have that concern this month. Now, you had mentioned we're celebrating season three of Picard and what a, a an item to celebrate. Before we dive too deeply into a rabbit hole this month, uh, Mr. President, with some of the things that that may leave a little to be desired let's take a moment of positivity and actually acknowledge what we are celebrating season three of picard has been absolutely phenomenal trek um normally i do like to poke a little bit of fun at the institution right i like to poke a little bit of fun at the concept of of cross-platform marketing and obviously it, it was very clear to us that we were going to probably see some picard content as it's coinciding with television but um, it's been a great thing to celebrate and to continue that celebration this month, Mr. President. Um, we are going to see this arc overlap with Picard Week, Picard yeah. Day, and the final episode of Picard Season 3. Mr. President, this was in my video this morning. It was not in your patch notes. Would you like to tell players what is happening during Picard week, which happens to fall uh, during week two of this arc. I do find this to be praiseworthy, Bubba, and good morning to you. Welcome. I forgot to do my introductions. Bubba Joe is with us this morning. Thank you. How are you this morning? You doing good, my friend? I am You're, doing okay. It's early. It's early. Thank you for being with us. Um, but Picard week is 
is kind of important to the community, um, at, at least within. Now, I, uh, you're right, Tiberius. Picard Day falls in June. We're we're doing. If you remember, Bubba, do you remember when we did Picard Week during TNG? I guess it was not last year. Year before, yeah. And we had that great little Picard mini event store. Mr. President, tell us a little bit about what you guys have planned for Picard week within this arc, uh, week two, as it coincides with the final episodes of Picard. Uh, DJ, I know that you love giving all the information right away. I am not going to spoil anything for Picard week yet. AKA, he's not exactly sure where I'm driving, Bubba Joe. No, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in what you've heard. Because I know that you have people that you speak to, so what I what I, I, I have heard, I already told you before I come out here and start saying other things. Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and tell people. I put it in yeah, the video this morning Absolutely. as well. Please do. Um, if you've got, here's if the you've thing. Clear to, to share this, then by all means. <laughs> well, well, we'll figure that out later. Um, week two is when we are going to be celebrating Picard Week inside this arc. It will be correlating with the final episode of season three's Picard. And uh, during that week, Bubba Joe, we're going to have several gift guests that are leading up, I believe four, uh, the yeah. four days leading up to the final episode. We're going to be receiving some gift chests with some small trinkets. I don't expect anybody to go hog wild. Don't, don't think that this is like that whole anniversary thing where the, where the gifts are small. I do expect that the gifts are going to be trinkets, mementos, of the long-lasting legacy of Jean-Luc Picard and uh, and his character within Star Trek, as he you know pretty much wraps up uh, that character series and that character arc, we're going to see some gifts come in the story. Uh, but one of the officers this month, what you're going to see, uh, one of the officers, the rare officer, Dixon Hill. I first of all, Bubba Joe, narratively. I do love the callback. All right. I love the Dixon Hill officer card that's making its way into the game. We can talk about the abilities later. The abilities, <laughs> we'll talk about all the officers here shortly. But the Dixon Hill character, I'm actually really, really nice to. Uh, I'm really, I feel positive about that. And what I am pleased to tell players who haven't watched the video yet this morning, which I'm going to encourage you to go do when oh, I know what you're driving at. We're done with this taping. But with all of the events that are happening, during Picard Week, Bubba Joe, this I find to be refreshing, and it's been far too long. No battle pass required. No spend required. Just, per, you know, perfect participation, just full engagement with the Picard Week series of events, and Rare Dixon Hill will be granted a full unlock for all players, free to play and spend alike, with no requirement on free-to-play, uh, or sorry, with uh, Battle Pass or paid Battle Pass or Elite Packs or anything like that, um, Dixon Hill will be granted a, a complete unlock with the Picard Week series of events. Uh, Mr. President, that is correct. I will, I will take a moment to praise that before we jump into the poo-poo end of the pool. Yeah, I didn't know where you are going with you. were talking about the event structures themselves or the rewards, but yes, that is something that is true right we want to make dixon hill is going to be available through picard week and hopefully people like the series of events i mean we we're, we're doing a lot of new things with events i think we saw it with the um the april 1st events as well and so hopefully everybody is really excited and i think that just baseline dixon hill lower decks abilities is going to be good on any mining crew ever right am i, am I reading there 
No, probably not. But but, but you shouldn't not put it on the lower decks. Well, his percentage, uh, at least at early glance, feels very, very minute. He will provide a numerical benefit, but it's it's certainly you know not likely to be very earth shattering. But and and I see the chat. You guys are. You know, I, I I do sometimes get a little bit bum puzzled, and I know I know we want we want it all, and we want it now, don't we, Bubba Joe? Cue the clip. Um, but we haven't been as far as sourcing goes, Bubba Joe. When was the last time an officer was actually granted free to play? I gotta think it was Cerritos Lower Decks. Tendy, right? Honestly, even Tendy, I think required a a piece of the battle pass. I was referring to Badgy. Oh yeah. You know, and um, and I think Infiltrator Kira. Correct. Yep. Uh, with the that's right with the um, the spy series. Uh, I don't remember the the name of that series of events. That was fun. That was a fun series espionage. of events. All espionage. espionage. All I'm saying is, and I and I'm not excusing content. You guys don't don't get me wrong. And I'm not excusing bad sourcing. Trust me. Echo has heard me rail on sourcing as recently. As only days ago, haven't we, Mr. President? And we'll talk about that coming up here in just a second. Sourcing continues to be a fight. No, that DJ is fighting the good fight behind scenes, and he's very, very polite to me when we're in a public space like this, but behind closed (laughs) doors, the the gloves come off sometimes. I I am quite matter-of-fact, and and I do continue to fight for sourcing. However, when appropriate sourcing comes along, then I, I, I am obligated, in my objective view, I am obligated to point that out. This is a free-to-play officer. Now, I don't disagree with your assessment of his abilities. I think he's going to be very, very minute in his benefit, but it is a free officer, and, and that is something that we do continue to talk about. Uh, as a matter of fact, we can, Bubba Joe, go ahead and, and jump into the officers. This is a perfect segue, as any other. Um, all of the officers this month community, I don't think any of them actually have very game impacting abilities. Bubba Joe, you are quoted famously. You, you are so infamous for this line that we turned it into a hint that we literally for the April arc used your quote as a hint. You didn't even know, but you suspected, didn't you? Bubba Joe, last month you said what regarding admiral picard please remind the class i said that admiral picard has a place in this game because the explorer strike team was so bad as a whole as a unit that he had a place as the person to trigger morale but if that scopely was to introduce the other two parts of that an officer that works with burning and battleships and hull breach and interceptors that that would be a genuine waste of effort and energy because they would have no place in this game. I uh, And I agreed with your assessment at that time. And, Mr. President, may I ask, does that feedback sound familiar over the last 72 to 96 hours? I, I kind of reiterated that Picard got a pass because right. Wayun and his team... Yeah, Picard got a pass because Wayun and his team are so lackluster, but to introduce these officers expecting players to utilize them in place of something on the interceptor strike team or battleship strike team 
feels like these officers would be very underwhelming. Now, to uh, to tie into an earlier point, community, uh, with your comments about sourcing, that's when I decided to poke Mr. President with a stick and say, you know what? I stand corrected, Mr. President. Clearly and obviously, you guys know that these officers are inferior to strike team. And you also know that strike team is incredibly difficult to source. So therefore, it is my assumption, being intelligent human beings, that this officer, Bubba Joe, will have the most amazing sourcing ever in this history of this game. Meaning that every player... Note my sarcastic tone. Every player will have tier five of the Picard epics within, say, 30 to 60 days. Mr. President, please tell me I am correct. I'm not going to tell you you're correct, DJ. Unfortunately, I know you can't. And that is why these officers feel like a huge miss this month. I know that you can't speak to the design perspective of this, but I did ask you a question pertaining to, to... what we want to communicate to players. What is Scopely's expectation of the use with these officers? Because clearly it can't be meant as a replacement for strike team. So how do you want players? Why, why should there be value in these officers to the players? Cause right now I'm afraid we're not seeing it. So this is what I would like to say about that is basically, I think we've all seen that strike team has dominated the PVP meta. Correct. Like you're you're running strike team on interceptor battleship or explorer. Correct. Sure, for the most part. Now Picard, like I said, Picard got a pass because sure. Wayun was severely lacking. But you guys patched that, uh, not patched, but you guys did fill in that gap in the month of March, and it was welcome. I don't get yeah. that same sentiment this month these officers are meant to start allowing for more crew jitsu again because it's been very much you either have the strike team or you don't the idea is while it can enhance the strike team absolutely these officers are powerful without synergy and so the idea is that hopefully people will come up just like we talked about before with uh picard last month dj coming up with new interesting crew combinations and Having ships that are good against multiple ship types instead of just one. So let me ask this, Echo. So your goal at Scopely is for players to use a worse PvP crew by using these officers. I'm not saying a worse PvP crew. I'm saying a different situation. The strike team is absolutely best in class against one specific ship type. There is no, no, there is no situation where these officers will even approach the strength of strike team. If someone in game design is telling you that that is the case, they are incorrect. No, and, they're and, not saying that. But I'm saying when you are in a PvP situation, there isn't always times where you can have the perfect crew on the for what you're going against. So right? if you are in an interceptor and you are fighting against the triangle, you are far better off with strike team than you are with one of these officers. Obviously, it works very good in the triangle and against other interceptors. We've seen lots of evidence of that. But if you are fighting against the triangle, the idea is, is that strike team is not necessarily ideal. What I'm telling you is it is still light years ahead of whatever these officers will ever be able to do. Which was kind of the point that I was trying to draw up when we were discussing here a couple of days ago, Mr. President, is if you guys are acknowledging that 
that strike team is the ultimate meta. Like you guys, I'm not going to ask you to, to admit anything, but you guys absolutely kind of stepped in it. All right. With strike team, strike team was an erasure of any and all crew jitsu, as you mentioned, uh, in lieu of a cookie cutter PVP crew. And so far, nothing really has been able to effectively counter that. I believe that what you guys wanted to try to do with these officers was, in fact, to to do exactly what you're saying. What I'm what I'm telling you is and what Bubba Joe is saying is these officers are not the strike team counter. They are not the strike team replacement. And and that is what feels a little bit disappointing about these officers. Why Bubba Joe warned last month, don't do this for the other two ship types because these officers are not going to get it done. And, and that's why I worry. That's why I worry a little bit about these officers this month because I got to be honest with you, unless Bubba Joe, you're running four or five PVP ships at the same time, which most people are not capable of coordinating. All right, let me just throw that out there. Even even me, like I, I can maybe effectively run two or three. All right, but but these crews are so far down on the list, and and even and that's why I kind of joke with you, Mister President. Even if these officers were tier five, and and this is what's going to make you very sad. And community, I'm here to mathematically tell you, Bubba Joe could verify. Even at tier five. Worf and Riker will not replace any piece of Interceptor or Battleship Strike Team. Bubba, am I incorrect there? Even with a 3,000% damage increase, they will not be better than a complete set of, of PvP Strike Team. Is that, that is correct? correct? That, that is, is correct. correct. And so that's why, and that's and why I joke about the sourcing. And why is that, DJ? Just real quickly, why is that? Why is that? I'm going to use the chat to segue into yet another piece that just needs acknowledged. We don't need to talk about it in detail, but it segues and it, and why is that Bubba Joe? It's related to damage research. Now we have talked about how damage research can impact lower level uh, players in the game, lesser research players in the game, more so than it will higher impact players. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but we are talking about a research, Mr. President, that already has so, so much research attached to it most players in this game will find themselves with thousands of percent of damage increase uh damage bonus so um we look at this officer and, and again I, I do say this and i say it with love in my heart if you guys plan on just shoving shards of these officers down our throats if these officers are legitimately 90 day tier five officers then i will retract my statements not for their effectiveness but for their value to players, okay, I will, because at least they are going to get a superb 3,000% damage buff relatively easy, cheaply, and, and within a reasonable amount of time. But let's be honest. If a player doesn't have strike team, I can't imagine that these officers are going to be significantly easier to source, which means it's going to take forever for them to be any good at all. And that does kind of tie into this month's Prime the first of three, Mr. President, that you guys are launching, which is a 300% boost to damage against Explorers. Now, you and I did have a conversation about this the other day, and I will admit, I will admit, I have probably, Bubba Joe, maybe misinterpreted 
the release of some of these new primes. I, for example, and Bubba Joe, for example, would look at this new prime, Mr. President, at 300% damage boost to explore PvP, and we would kind of chuckle and say, well, golly, I've got 3,000, 4,000, 5,000% damage boost. 300% isn't for me. And crazy enough, Mr. President actually has a response for me, one that I can acknowledge and accept, and and one, Bubba, that maybe we're not used to seeing this perspective, and maybe that's okay. Maybe this particular perspective actually does have a place here, and I'm going to allow Mr. President to explain his reasoning on, or Scopely's reasoning on this and a few other primes that we've seen here lately. Mr. President? Yeah, I mean, so 300% damage, like you were saying, may not be as valuable to someone like yourself or Bubba, who are, you You are, you, you pulled the trigger on 50 recently, right? I did. Did. So you have a lot of research and you've been playing the game for a while. And if you want to pick up an extra 300%, which equates to however much it's going to be to have a little bit of an edge against someone of equal value, this is something that then turns valuable for you. But... This is extremely valuable for people who are not 50, who are in their mid to high 30s, who are right, just starting G4, right? And so this is becomes much more valuable to them because they don't have as much research as you. So this so, is something that is going to be much more effective and is going to be something that players are more going to be much more interested in if they are in those mid to high 30s and beginning of 40s. So there's two perspectives on this. Uh, I'm going to joke with you a, a little bit and say, are you indicating that this $99 Prime is more designed for free-to-play? Is that what we're saying? No, no I'm DJ, saying DJ. that everybody's at different points in their Star Trek <laughs> journey and that deciding whether this Prime is right for you will be deterministic of where you are in the game currently. You know what? I love the fact that President Echo is making up words with me this morning. Uh, what, did, what did you just say? Deterministic. Someone, deterministic. That's not a word. Is it? That's, that's definitely not a word. Determinist. <laughs> oh, my God, it is? Oh, oh, I just got destroyed. I'm as good at English as I am geography. Oh, my God. Oh. DJ. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh harder than anything else has this morning. Okay. Listen, yes, Bob and Joe, go ahead. <laughs> so to defend Echo's point on this count, not all Ops 30 players are free to play. There can be a You're brand correct. new server and have an Ops 30 player who's the whaliest whale of that server. So you got yes, it. it's not it's not necessarily for free to play. But what I will say is that the problem with this prime, right? The problem with releasing this prime now, even for a new server, is that at some point, not too far in the distant future. It's not going to matter. So even if an ops 28 or 30 or 32 unlocks it today and it provides a 15 or 20% boost to their damage, that just means that all the other research that's out there, they're either just not going to do it, which is a problem because it holds them back from other things they have to do. And some of that research is required for leveling up. So they're going to do this wasteful research or they're going to do the research and find that it's just in the end, they spent $100 on something that doesn't matter. So even sure. if it matters a little bit here, it's going to eventually get to a position where it's nowhere near when Earth 
worth the value that you put into it, and it's well, never going to pay back the dividends. So I while actually I understand. Let, let me finish. So while I understand, please. while I understand that this is meant for lower ops players, it's still in the grand scheme of things a waste compared to what you already have in the game, whether or not a player has unlocked it yet or not. So I've got one s slight counter to that, and it's not necessarily spin, but it is a possible perspective, all right? And now I do agree with Bubba, all right? I do. This pack, Mr. President, essentially replaces earlier primes. Now, Bubba and I have talked about this on the stage before, that, that when you release a prime like this, what is the incentive? to go and buy the $100 Prime for 100% PvP damage, right? There, there really isn't one. And Echo, you kind of said that may not be entirely not the point, right? Like that may actually be a little bit of the point is we are trying to provide a better value, a faster catch-up mechanism. Now, Bubba, let me ask this question very quickly because we've got other stuff that we need to talk about. But... If Scopely was effectively trying to replace some of their original primes, some of their original packs, right? If that's what they were effectively trying to replace. And we've had this conversation before uh, using Trader as an example. For example, a new player can never, ever catch up with Trader or you, for that matter, Bubba Joe, unless what happens? Unless you stop spending, stop. right? Unless we okay. stop spending, yes. Unless you stop, because you've got every prime, you've got all the research, you've got all the damage boost, you've got it all. So unless you stop, no one could ever catch up. Now, I don't know if this was the intent. I do see Echo's point, and I wonder about this scenario. Bubba, you're not impressed with 300% damage boost, nor am I, okay? It's actually possible that we don't buy this prime, right? now. If a younger player, I see Dad Bod, shout out Dad Bod in the chat, fellow content creator for Star Trek Fleet Command, welcome, appreciate you being here. If Dad Bod, for example, who is in the chat right now and says 300% for $100 is actually more worth it to me than some of these earlier primes that are 100%, Bubba, does this have the potential? Does this concept have the potential to actually? potentially minutely close the gap a little bit if you're not going to buy it but a player like dadbod will is this the mechanic we were talking about where players could actually stand a chance at quote unquote closing the gap i so that only that only matters that only happens if not only do i stop engaging with the new primes and the new paid content and 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 this other player is doing that but if i also stop advancing because as we've already discussed i'm many many ops levels ahead of that person you're many many ops levels ahead of that person which means you would have to stop all of your advancement in order for that to matter you'd have to stop getting new ships you'd have to stop doing research right yeah i mean it just well and and tagora points out in the chat yeah, Tagore agrees with you. That doesn't really work a whole lot, DJ. I mean, for this particular percentage, sure. But if somebody were to start closing the gap, if Bubba Joe's miners were to actually start to die, then Bubba Joe would spend to upgrade again, therefore re-widening so, the gap. Right. So let me let me let me propose this. Okay. And and Echo, I uh, since I have you here, so 
the way that Prime should work, because there's this huge gap. By the way, this problem does not get any better whenever you guys launch G6. So make sure that you're actually ready to launch G6 and be able to make content for all these different generations of players, okay? Oh, I got the preview for G6. This, I got the preview. They're, this, they're all Rialtas, all of them, every yeah. ship. They're, yep. Because Rialtas. we have this wide gap, okay? <laughs> between the brand new server with the 20 to 30 players and the legacy four-year server that has op 60 players okay because we have this massive gap what scopely needs to do and understand and i'm certain that your game design people have thought of this because they're so smart at game design is you need to design the primes such that they are relevant at all ops levels Hey, we talked about that, did we, Mr. President? We, we talked. You know what, Bubba? We did. That was one of the things about saying I wanted to bring up this point for this prime, right? Because there, there's a couple of ways we can go about it. We can do it so it's the wide berth, and it, everybody from you know ops 35 plus can get it, right? And which means we have to look at the percentage of how it's going to be impacting all the ranges, or we're making primes for. Specific ops levels. The thing is, no, 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 no. no, no. no. I know where you're there going. Is a, there is a better solution than either of those. Okay, it's not yeah. a prime. It's not a different prime node per ops level. It it works. It should work exactly like the like advanced buffs, like the advanced scale. buffs in territory. Scale over time. If yeah, or syndicate. Yes, syndicate. Threshold, sure, as syndicate. As you advance from one threshold to the next. Say it's a up to ops 39, it's this percentage. Once you go to 40, it jumps to this percentage. And when you go to 50, it jumps to this percentage. And I'm not saying that needs to be the only divisions, but that's how primes specifically that are attempting to boost something that is always being overinflated and oversaturated like damage. I'm not saying if you introduced a prime that added 15% to critical to critical chance. Well, that's a pretty relevant percentage to pretty much every ops level, okay? Yep. So that may not have to scale, but when we're talking about damage that is output and there is this massive difference in between what an ops 30s percentage to damage is and an ops 60s percentage to damage is, you have to come up with and utilize the tools you already have and have them scale per ops level. You make one purchase for this prime and it is going to be with you and be useful even if that useful threshold is only like 10%, it is going to be useful and stay at that 10% level throughout your Star Trek fleet command career. And now there is. EJ said the exact same thing to me earlier last week. Where do you think I got it from? All right, now listen. I, I do. Wait, there there is one. Was, okay, Bubba Joe, he did not give you credit for your idea. He took it as his own. You <laughs> go but there, there is a potential side effect here. All right, there is a potential side effect. When we talk about opportunities to close the gap, Bubba Joe, if a prime that is purchased at you know this time that scales, and, and by the way, let's not pretend that it wouldn't have to scale pretty significantly, Bubba. Like for, for Dadbot, for example, who says 3% or 300% would be decent for him. For you, that number would have to be 3,000%. And even then, like, you know, that's, that's on the low side, right? But that does not help anything with power creep that does not help closing the gap if anything it just makes it wider so it does introduce 
a potential other problem down the road. Now, we're not here to, to talk about the future. We're not here to talk about G6. We're not here to talk about power creep. But, but there is a problem. I, I can summarize with this, Mr. President. There is a problem with what appears to be your all's focus right now, which is damage. We've now had three epic officers focus on damage. We've had multiple primes focusing on damage. And really, truthfully, these are, I know this is going to sound crazy, but these are among the least beneficial researches in the game because they're so diluted. Now, this will tie us into fortification now. And I'm going to talk to you about the Titan because um, the Titan uh, is very, the Titan mechanic is, is not complicated, but it is, it is in depth. So let me give you the 60-second version if I can. Mr. Go President, cor correct me if I, if I state something incorrect. Okay. Community, the Titan A. The Titan A will be available for purchase this month. All right? Yes. All additionally, I, and I will praise this. People, have been, uh, people inside our circle, Mr. President, have been giving me a little bit of grief about this, but I maintain my stance on this. There will be transparent, free-to-play sourcing effective day one. Of which I praise. I may be very alone in this, Mr. President, but I do, in fact, praise it. All right. Transparent, free-to-play sourcing, very similarly styled to the, uh, to the Defiant, which is one blueprint a day, 100, 120. What, what is it? How many blueprints is it actually going to take? Can There's somebody tell me? I know you guys. Is it 100? So, uh, somebody says 100. Wait. Some people no, say 100. People say 120. It should be 100. All right. So 100 days. All right. Me personally, obviously, I want it and I want it now. and I'd love it to be faster. But at least it is transparent. I have screamed and screamed in the past about players being able to make an educated decision, uh, an educated consumer-based decision, Mr. President, on whether or not I should buy now. Okay. Like, I have always said that. Whether or not you find value in it as a player, that is your decision and your decision alone, okay? Nobody can tell you that it's worth it or not worth it. But if you know the price tag, if you know the time frame, if you know what it's going to take, then you get to weigh the pros and cons of that, and you get to make the decision, all right? So for that, I praise the Transparent Day One Sourcing. Some players, Mr. President, have said that it's too slow, that the Defiant was too slow. Barkin, for example, only unlocked his Defiant last month. So I wish that that was faster. But the fact that a player can look at this and decide whether or not they want to spend $100 on the ship today, that is at least they are armed with the information to be able to do so and make that decision. So I'm happy for that. Sorry, this was not 60 seconds. So anyway, you can buy the ship. You can start earning the shards. Once you have built the ship, you will unlock what's called the Titan Refinery. You will also unlock two dailies and presumably following the um, technical, mechanical pattern of this, Mr. President, the dailies will pop the following day. I'm assuming we can confirm that. Yes, when you I, will, I will double check, but I'm 99% sure they'll pop the following day. So when you build the ship, the very next day, you're going to get a, uh, two new dailies. All right. These dailies are self-contained. By building the ship, you will be granted a daily drip of 4,000 
of this new currency. I believe it's called radioactive titanite. All right. Uh, you'll be granted a daily drip of 4,000. The smaller of the two dailies, uh, the smaller of the two dailies will cost 3,000. You do that small daily, you're going to get a little drip of um, Titan parts, a little drip of Titan research currency, and a little drip of this crystalline beryllium, which can be uh, then refined, Mr. President, into a commodity that a lot of the VIP community have been asking for. Now, I may not 100% agree with the engine or the mechanism for delivering this mechanic, but nonetheless, this particular commodity is now sourceable in the game outside of a paid pack, which is joking because, you, I mean, kind of funny because you got to buy the, the Titan. But or no, you can now get player, you can get it over 100 days through the export faction. Correct. And what is that currency, Mr. President? What is Scopely finally making available to the player base? Complete commander skill points, uncommon and rare. Most specifically, rare skill points. All right. Now, I have no idea what this refinery looks like. Mr. President, I asked you for the math. You were unable to provide it at the time. We have no idea what it looks like. It may be, it may not be good. It may be good. I, I don't know. I don't know. You guys have an incredibly high value, it seems, placed on these rare skill points. So I don't know what that conversion looks like. But nonetheless, they are sourceable. Now, when you have the Titan, you get the dailies. You will now start to get to play in the Titan Refinery, which is going to give you these things. It'll give you the research that you can use to increase the research for the Titan. And that research for the Titan is going to improve your ship's performance when buffed by a Titan, whether it's yours or your alliance mates. Now, there's two different, uh, as I mentioned, there's two dailies. The larger daily would be to use what's called a max fortification which is a second type of buff. We're going to talk about this in a moment. There's two buffs that come with the Titan. Fortification, all right, which costs 3,000, and max fortification, which costs 12,000 of this Titanite. Both of these buffs will support a, a number of ships simultaneously. Mr. President, fortification and max fortification, both will instantly buff all of your ships in the system. Correct. Am I saying that correct? So I think of this, I think of this, for example, like with solo armadas. All right. We have talked before about the Define only doing one at a time, and it can't buff itself. We've talked about the Cerritos doing one at a time, although the cooldowns on that do make it possible to support more than one ship. The Titan will allow simultaneous buffs of all of your ships in the system. How long will the buff last? That will depend on tier and level. But if I'm not mistaken, Mr. President, fortification starts at like, what, four or five minutes, right? Well, yeah, it's four to six minutes. Uh, I believe it's four, but yeah. I think that's around where it starts, okay? Yeah. Um, and that will increase as you tier and level the ship. Um, further... Even if you don't have any of the research done, and this is just like Cerritos, it's just like Defiant, your research as the recipient of the buff. So if you're buffing yourself, your research matters. If you get a buff from an alliance mate, then your research is what matters, which is something that we've talked about with the Cerritos and we kind of complained about with the Defiant. 
because the Defiant did not have a base buff, meaning that if I was buffed and had no Defiant research, I got nothing. But that's right. not the case with the Titan. The Titan will provide a base buff. And fortification, this is where the two different buffs come into play. Base fortification, in my opinion, community, base fortification is actually the more valuable of the two. For the exact same reason that Bubba Joe and I were having this talk just a little bit ago surrounding damage. Mr. President, can you enlighten the community? What does fortification, the smaller of the two, the one that costs 3000 what does it do as a base effect? The base effect of fortification will increase all of your critical damage by 25%. Now, that is not a bad buff. We've got projectiles in the game that do that. We're always talking about some of the exocomps that do that. We're talking about officers that do that. We talk about hull breach all the time. I am not dissatisfied. Truthfully, I am not dissatisfied with 25% crit damage bonus. All right, I'm really not. You got to think, community, most players are only in the 2 to 250% range when it comes to crit damage bonus. All Can right? we talk about that buff a little bit as well, DJ? Sure. So we gave you the uh, ARC preview last week, correct? Around Wednesday. Correct. Was the buff the same as it is now at that time? No. No, it wasn't. Um, and I, I did put this in a video. Of course, I haven't gotten to see a lot of the post-adjustment math. I did say this in a video. I appreciated and I was grateful to the Scopely team for making the adjustments that they made. And I will take a second to, to praise President Echo because I am sure that this was not an easy fight. Um, the the, pre, the pre-ARC preview that Ripper and I got to sit in on, uh, as well as several other members of the player advisory panel, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I don't even think that I want to share what the buffs were, Mr. President, because I, I, there's no need, right? It doesn't matter anymore. But I will say, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any need to, to tell what the buffs were. But this buff is improved. So, so community, jokingly, I say, if you're not impressed with this, <laughs> then just know that it was worse. <laughs> okay? So, um... And I wouldn't say I, it was a hard fight. It was literally we just sat down and talked about the feedback. We looked at it objectively, and the team decided to make these adjustments to make sure it was more in line with what some of those expect- expectations would potentially be. The last thing we wanted was there to be an initial bad first impression and then us having to do this, you know, once the ship was already out, right? So well, thank you to yeah, yeah. all the content creators for giving us the feedback. Yeah, it was. It was necessary. It was a necessary change. Um, and, and again, regarding fortification, I'm not unhappy with that. 25% crit damage buff. Honestly, guys, remember what crit damage is. Why I'm so praiseworthy of that compared to regular damage is that crit damage is actually a net multiplier. All right? It's not the worst buff you could have gotten. Trust me, it is light years ahead of what you had. Okay? Um, so crit damage, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with that. Objectively, it's a net multiplier. I'm fine. All right. That being said, um, the max fortification, max fortification um, is, in my opinion, the weaker of the two because it will now provide 250% just to regular damage. And that's what we just kind of spent the last 20 minutes talking about how it's you know not so great and it's very diluted. So I got to be honest with you. 
for me, community, I do look at this almost like the Mantis Daily, right? Where the smaller one provides value um, or even the Cloaking Daily, right? Where the smaller one provides a little bit better value and the bigger one is just a little bit extra. I look at this very much the same way. If it's me personally, I'm going to focus on the small daily. I am not going to concern myself with the large daily, which, by the way, you will get to do free to play once every 12 days. Okay. And, and whatever, the big daily is not even the biggest payout, is it, Mr. President? The primary payout for the Titan refinery is, in fact, in the small daily, just kind of like with the freebooters. The bigger daily provides a little something extra, okay? And if you're getting 4000 a day and you spend 3000 a day, you'll have 1000 left over. The big daily costs $12,000. Uh, once every 12 days, you'll get the big daily. It's a little extra, okay? And that is how I'm going to encourage players to look at it. Truthfully, don't concern yourself with completing the big daily every day. You can't do it, not without spending money. Uh, conversely, you could take the 4000 and you could save it not do any dailies for three days, and then every fourth day, do both dailies. But you will still end up with less currency. You'll end up with less currency doing it that way than if you do the small daily every day. That is going to be my recommendation to players. That's your first piece of strategy hint this month. Do the small daily every day and just take the big one as you can. Okay? Take the big one as you can. Now, max fortification will provide the secondary buff of an extra 250% base damage, which is fine, whatever, all right? Now, let's talk about fortification and how it's applied. Just one one other thing, DJ. Max fortification also gives the 25% increase to crit damage. So you get both of those buffs when you do max, max fortification. Correct, correct. You do get both. You do get both. Just a very But again, that's correct. So, so you get the 25% crit. Just wanted to be clear. Sure. Now, um, let me... Let me address one or two things in the chat super quick. All right, super quick. Um, there is, funny enough, there is a form of shield recycling in the Titan tree. All right? There is a form of shield recycling in the Titan tree. Um, Ripper, crazy enough, has looked at this and is actually reasonably confident that it's actually going to work. Okay, he says that it was built differently and coded differently than the Cerritos shield recycling, and he does actually expect it to work, which is funny to me. All right, we joked about that in the pre-arc meeting that you guys were launching another shield recycling, and the first one doesn't even work. But Ripper is actually reasonably confident that this one will, which I'm going to say, if it does, Mr. President, for the love of all things holy, get the engineering team to go back and take this coding. And lay it over on shield recycling for Cerritos and get that daggone thing fixed. Okay? But now listen, Scopely isn't saying that they expect it to work. Ripper is saying that they expect it to work. Okay? If Ripper is saying it, I'm much more likely to, to be in tune with that. If Ripper expects it to work, then I believe there's a high degree of likelihood that it will. And if that's the case, apply this same code to Cerritos shield recycling and let's get that fixed. Now, uh, fortification. Let's talk about how that's applied to ships because we're running out of time. Fortification at any tier, at any level, will instantly buff all of your ships currently in that system simultaneously. Correct, Correct. Mr. President? If I got Correct. three ships, five ships, one ship, it's going to buff them all. When I click the button, I don't have to select a ship. I'm going to click the button 
and it instantly buffs all of my ships currently in the system. Correct. Just like with Defiant, just like with Cerritos, if my Titan dies, no big deal. All right, the buff, once it's activated, will last on all of my ships. Now, yes. here's where this is slightly new and slightly unique. Starting at Tier 3 of the Titan, starting at Tier 3, you will now, with that same buff, that same 3,000 cost for regular fortification, will now also buff two of your Alliance Mates ships that are also in the same system. So I actually have an update to that, DJ. Okay. At Tier 1, you will buff two Alliance ships based off of the attack stat of that ship. Tier 2, it's 3. Tier 3, it's 4. Tier 4, it's 5. Tier 5, it's 6. And so you will always have one additional ally based off of the tier. So it's like tier plus one is how many alliance ships you will be affecting. Okay, so so not no longer a tier three, but now starting at tier one, tier you one. can buff you can buff your alliance mate ships. Now right when he says gate, if you're doing when, a five person group armada, if you do fortification or max fortification, it will affect all of your ships plus two of your alliance member ships. Now, um let's talk about how it selects very quickly i'm just going to give you the the mechanic on this he yep. says based on attack stat that is not a terminology that we the players use we're talking oh, sorry, about sh ship ship strength ship power oh, ship okay yeah. so what fortification is going to do when you are and basically tier and level will allow you to improve or grow the number of your alliance ships that you're going to be able to hit uh, or be able to support but it will start with the highest power ship in the system and if it is in a state of non-fortification, then it will receive the buff. So it just starts at the top and works its way down. If you've got two or three alliance mates there that are all throwing support around, then it's going to start at the top and it's going to continue working its way down the list until it finds a ship uh, that is your alliance mate. Still finds a purple ship that's not fortified and then it will apply that buff there. So you will not be double applying a buff. Further, strategy-wise... You do need to know that if you've got 15 seconds left on the clock, you can't re-fortify and reset that timer, at least not for your alliance mates. I would imagine it will work for yourself, but your alliance mates, the timer has to have expired before you can renew their buff. Okay? If there's an AFK whale alliance member in the same system, he's going to get your buff, and he's AFK. Now, to address this in the chat, I actually fundamentally disagree with this, and even Mr. President and I talked about this this morning. I see in the chat that somebody says, the Cerritos is irrelevant. I disagree, and I'll tell you why. The we Cerritos... We talked a bit about this. Yeah, we did, because the Cerritos has been around for a while. Most players are very engaged. They have the ship. It's tiered up decently, I would imagine, for most players. And most players have been able to progress through that research. So, right here today, no. I don't think the Cerritos is irrelevant in any way, shape, or form. Um, as a matter of fact, the Cerritos today is vastly superior to the Titan. Today. Because of the amount of time that we've had to engage with that research tree. Okay? Um, in time, the Titan will probably, probably end up possibly surpassing the Cerritos, but that's not unexpected nor 
truthfully unwelcome. So anything surpassing, I mean, that's the nature of a game like this. We've talked about power creep forever. So well, the Cerritos is still are, very, very valuable. And I don't want to detract from the the route you're on, but there are also researches that have been put out that are going to work when buffed by both the Titan and the Cerritos. So if there are investments into both of those, you're getting additional benefits. So let's talk about these researches. Obviously, in the Starships tree, we've got a brand new set of Titan researches that will obviously affect your ship's buffs when they are fortified. But you also added three new Cerritos researches, Mr. President. But the, but the way I'm understanding this is that those Cerritos researches will also be activated when fortified by the Titan. Is it just those three researches, or is it all Cerritos research? It's just those three researches. So the three it's new Cerritos researches will work not only with a Cerritos buff. So think of it like an or situation. The three new Cerritos buffs will Wait. buff. The, the, the Cerritos researches specifically are going to work when you're buffed by the Cerritos. Then there are some buffs that are working when the Cerritos and the Titan are buffing the same ship. Wait, you're saying that there's nodes in there that require both levels of buff? I haven't, for the record, I haven't looked at the tree. Is that what you're saying? There, so is, wait, there, there is a research that is for synergy between the Titan and the Cerritos. Oh, for the love of criminy. What's critical what? hit damage while simultaneously supported by the Cerritos and fortified? <laughs> <laughs> okay um we we can let's let's skip over that laughable point here for just a moment i i wanted sure. to draw attention yeah 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 what 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 all right that's fine we we've we've given the information now let, let's move on to something else because i did ask you about the intent of three of these researches there are three researches in here specifically for the cerritos but Oddly enough, they're not taking the Cerritos research material. Was that an oversight? Should this actually be using the Titan material for Cerritos buffs? Or should it be using the Cerritos material? So I follow up about that, and you raised that to me as well. And so the reason is that it, it's, a, it's a good point, but the idea is to have additional buffs for the Cerritos. So that anyone that does have both the Titan and the Cerritos, it's not left behind. It's meant to help keep the Cerritos relevant for players with both ships unlocked. Um, okay. I hear the words you're speaking, but I'm, I'm failing to grasp. I, I don't think I comprehend. If, if you're wanting to maintain that, I was getting a phone call. I feel you well, should, and I, and I feel that you can. A dead zone again. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, somebody's trying to call my phone. So, um... I understand what you're saying, but players are invested in the Cerritos, right? They've been working on the Cerritos. They've been tearing it up. They do pull the, the Cerritos refinery. They do have and have been working on that research uh, that is currently in the Starship Street for the Cerritos. Would it not make sense if you're trying to maintain value in the Cerritos that you would allow players to use the currency that they've already invested in and that they've already been earning to maintain and improve the value of the Cerritos? Yeah, it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. It's a great point, and it's what I'm willing to follow up with and get more information on because I know that you raised it. 
I did ask about it briefly before hopping on the show, but you know, the show started pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I would like some follow up on that. I, I know that, that you were told that that was intended and that's the reason I just not sure that I'm really fully grasping that because I, I would obviously argue that, that players would be more likely and, and probably happier with the enhancement to their Cerritos. As a matter of fact, community, we've talked about that. The Cerritos, for some players, has kind of topped out. So expanding the Cerritos capabilities is a good thing, but to put it behind the Titan material not only doesn't really make sense, but B, it prohibits people from expanding the value of their Titan. Like, it seems to do the exact opposite of what you're saying it will do because we're putting it we're locking it behind the same currency as the Titan instead of allowing the... So, and I, I use expansion kind of loosely. It's only three nodes, but nonetheless, it is an expansion of the Cerritos' abilities and therefore should be a part of the Cerritos material and the Cerritos loop and not stuck behind Titan. I would, I would really, really argue that, okay? Um, now if, you know, kind of like what fart monster says, if the idea is just to, you know, put a little extra oomph into the Titan upgrade packs and let's not pretend, let's not be naive that Scopely obviously does want to make money with this content. But I mean, if you were just trying to sell that Mr. President, then, then I guess I kind of see that. But if, if the actual intent is to maintain and improve value in the Cerritos, do it my way. Throwing that out there. Now, um, we've talked a lot about the Titan. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the fortification works, what the yep. buffs are that it's going to provide. I do encourage you to look through the tree. I will say that the allegedly, I haven't seen them, but Mr. President, you say that the research values, the bonuses, especially at the higher tiers, is kind of what Bubba was just saying a little bit ago. You guys took a really hard look at that. As those bonuses scale up, this might be, and I don't know, community, you could tell me because I haven't looked at them yet. This could be a scenario or one of the first sets of researches that actually have a very large sliding gap as you level these things up. I am being told that at the early levels of the research, they may not be as consequential, but this is not linear scaling anymore. It's not like 5% per level. We are actually now seeing quote-unquote, exponential improvement in these bonuses. Yeah, so basically what DJ was saying, as I'll just pick up where he was, is that these, we, the the content creators, and when we gave the preview, they were looking at all the buffs, and they had some concerns. And so the team went back, and we looked at a lot of these buffs to basically make sure that they were more in line with what some expectations would be as they, like, went higher up. And I still can hear when Smi Ripper is smiling, by the way. Oh, there he is. Welcome back. Um, we, we've talked a lot about the fortification, how that all works. Let's spend a few final moments, because I am running out of time. Let's spend a few final moments um, with the last piece, uh, or I guess there's really two pieces. Here, let's touch on this one real quick. Uh, it is a full event store. This is the finale, Legacy Part 2. It's the final, final episode, if you will. It's the final arc of this particular season. You've got um, the... Full-on event store, which means players are going to find a lot of things in there that they expect. Um, we asked pre-ARC, Mr. President, if we were going to see things like the Boar Queen, 
Admiral Picard, even uh, the new Beverly Crusher card. All of those things have been confirmed for this event store, correct? Let me verify. I believe so. But again, you know me, DJ. Let me follow Fair up. Enough. Because I haven't seen the event store in game yet because I don't have the update on my server live yet. Okay, fair enough. Um, so it is a full event store. We'll find out what's in it. We'll do, you know, looking at the listing, et cetera, et cetera. And we will be suggesting modifications. I will go ahead and tell you right now, Mr. President, that I have um, a request that should be added, which has never been added before because it's never really been a thing. But I believe that players would be interested in Fleet Commander Shards of Locutus in the event store. I have had a number of messages about that this morning, so I would be very, very uh, happy to see that. And that is something that Scopely has never really done with Fleet Commanders, which is because it's very new. But yeah, throw all the Fleet Commanders in there. Obviously, Seven of Nine is not going to go there, which we'll talk about Seven of Nine here in just a second for a moment. But Spock, Kirk, and Locutus, I feel like that could be there. That would be great. That would be a great idea. Add some Fleet Commander sourcing to the event store, and I think that would be a new and interesting facet to the event store. Now, speaking of Fleet Commanders, let's wrap up with this, Mr. President. A new yes, Fleet sir. Commander this month, Seven of Nine. Narratively, I'm very excited to see her in the game. I am curious about her as a Fleet Commander. Can you speak to that decision a little bit as to why she was chosen for implementation into the game in this form? So, obviously, we've seen Seven of Nine pop up in Picard recently. And I think that the, at least correct me if I'm wrong, that Seven of Nine is a very important character for a lot of people. She was very big in Voyager. She's very choosing to be very big in um, Picard. And so we felt like this would be a great addition, especially because we were, we wanted to make sure we were giving, you know, nods to Picard. Worf, Riker, Dixon Hill as officers, and we didn't want to exclude Seven of Nine from that. Do you have an issue with Seven of Nine being a fleet commander, DJ? Well, narratively, it's not it's not probably the most perfect position for her. I'm glad to see her in the game. Truthfully, I am. And you know what? In the new in the new season, she does have a command rank. So, but she has never commanded a fleet she's not a captain she's not an admiral so i, I do narratively find out of starfleet and was part she, of the Fenris rangers for a while well that's true that's true she so did she her own thing with the Fenris rangers become one so yeah i know mcgregson i'm being a nerd i am glad to see seven of nine in the game um i just wondered about her choice as a fleet commander but i will point out her skill set now just like with the other commanders i do find some skills to be a little bit silly um, but I do also find some of these skills to be very, very interesting, including, well, I mean, I, I saw in there there's more efficiencies. There's more efficiencies for ship parts, which I, I'm, I'm in a very big spot with right now. There are skills for ship parts of all ship types. All right, so that's nice. There's whole health boost, which I'm, I'm liking, and a new one which I think might potentially be interesting to some players, skill point efficiency. Skill point efficiency. Yeah. She has a skill to reduce the cost of uncommon and rare skill.
skill points. Now, Shinjo says the ship part efficiency requires uh, Command Center 40. How close are players to Command Center 40? Probably not very, which is why there's also a skill early on to improve the number of quantum communicators that you get on a daily basis. Okay? Now, again, I don't know what that number is, and I would imagine that it's not just going to start pouring in, but there are some nickel and dime efficiency improvements here to the Fleet Commander loop itself. Okay? So there is, um, here we go, entangled wires. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's not, not super huge there, is it? Wait, are you telling me level one is a boost of one quantum communicator a day? Echo, for the love of Pete, I mean, come on, man. It's just added to the sheet that I know you're building and you'll send it to me later, okay? Oh, my God. One, one quantum communicator. Okay, can I ask my hardest question of the day? Let me just uh, ask. My, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You know what? This did it. This did it. Let me ask uh, my one hardest question of the day. We were Why? so close, DJ. Why? We were so we were, close. We were so close. Why? 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 Does somebody think that that is worth a fly and flip? Yeah, but one, do we know how it scales? Yeah, at level 15, which requires command center freaking 40. It gives a bonus of 15. Oh, 15. We finally broke them, everybody. God it bless is. it, Echo. There we go. We, God, I've tried. I've tried so go. hard. God. I'm going to put my favorite uh, GIF in the chat right now. One? Just, just one? All right. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, Echo. Level one. What are we getting now? 22? Is that what we're getting? 22? Is that what most people are getting? 22? Yes. Level one needs to be 10. Level one needs to be 10 extra per day and scale that up. Level 15 needs to be something like 40 or 50. Okay. One. What? One. Let me, again, I'm not saying your point is invalid, but let me go understand and let me just go ask. Right, DJ? I always ask. I always get you the information, don't I? Ooh, deep breath, deep breath. I was, I, Listen, I was, I was, keep, I was keeping it together. Like I was keeping it together. Before you go into work, it's not going to be good for anybody. Okay. I was, I was keeping it together. I know. Obviously, obviously, there, there are still a couple of points here, and and I'm going to wrap up with this. All right, because we do, we have to, we have to get ready to go. Um, Echo, you were really pleased with the month of March, as was I, as was the community. The community really felt. Like March was a simple yet rewarding, um, laid back kind of month. Sure. We we really all crazy enough felt pretty daggone positive about it. This month, I I'm afraid I don't have that warm and fuzzy. I, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one or two things real quick, just that I kind of see, and I and I wonder if you could provide a little bit of counter. Try to try to make me feel better. All right. Okay. And, and the community who's listening, try to make us feel a little bit better. What I see is a new ship that costs yep. um, with a transparent path, admittedly. But in order to get, in my opinion, in my opinion, the primary key benefit of this ship is crazy enough. It's skill points. 
All right. It's going to be a long time before we have enough research particles to really make this thing a a, a completely viable support ship. It took the Cerritos you, a little while. Are you saying that story. it's completely irrelevant for something like Solo Armadas when you were saying no. that 25% crit damage buff? Was I'm not saying I'm not saying com- no, 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 no. I'm not saying okay. completely irrelevant. I'm just saying it's going to be a while before this becomes very effective like the Cerritos ultimately became. Okay. okay. So uh, I look at it and, and I do think that it will, but I also look at this from a casual play perspective and I see, okay, players can get it after a hundred days, but they won't get the refinery. So there's no skill points for a hundred days and there's no research for a hundred days. So a hundred days from now they get the ship and then they get to start on that loop. All right. So I look at the Titan. Like if you want to start getting those benefits, it's a hundred bucks. Then I look at seven of nine and I'm like, okay, there's some great skills in there. There are, there are some good skills in her tree. She's going to be a hundred bucks. And, and I look at, so the rare skill points, which is an added improvement that is this month, this month, there is a path, but this month it's paywall. The efficiencies afforded by seven of nine is paywall. Okay. Um, there's a new Mantis refit, which is improving. We haven't even talked about the Mantis refit will improve the venom efficiency in the Mantis refinery. That's a paid refit. I look at this month and I say, what is there for the casual player? Everywhere I turn this month, I see paid for content, paid for content that even though it has some, some sourcing attached in some cases, no, seven of nine does but the Titan does, we're, we're months away from any benefit from this arc in any way, shape, or form. With the exception, I guess, possibly, of the event store. Now, in the past, you guys store as the quote-unquote primary reward mechanism for, for players. But I look at the features, and I'm not necessarily a thousand percent opposed to that, but I do look at this Echo and I'm looking and I'm wondering why should I be excited to play this month? Tell me why I should be excited to play this month. So it's a valid point, DJ, right? So like you've said, the event store is going to be something that is going to help a lot of people get those things that they've been pursuing for quite some time. Now, I'm not saying that this is 100% true, but... Like you said, DJ, is there a big major new loop for everyone to be engaging with this month? No, correct? No. Right. And since I've been here, and I'm not saying that we, we're always going to want to give new and exciting things for people to at least start working towards that change the game, that make things different. That's what we do. Like we always, every single month, have something new out. And that is something that is very different from any other game I've worked on. But. Since I've been here, and DJ, I'm pretty sure you can back me up on this. How many times have people have like the community said, "Don't give us something new to do. Look at the old stuff. Fix things. We'll take nothing new if you guys go to just things." Right? Have you seen that before in the past? I have. Yes, and I am happy to say that this month there will be adjustments to some of the older events that have been in the game for a while. And I believe you have already been made privy to some of those things, DJ. What, are you referring to, like, rating? 
And we saw that in the patch notes that that the raiding mechanic has been fixed scoring wise for things like Plunders of War, which is which would assumedly translate into incursions. Is that what you're referring to? Oh, oh, that thing. There's yeah. Now you remember what I'm talking about. Now I don't know the exact timeline. I do believe it's coming out this month. It's not week one. Right. But. So, so I, I listen. It's unfair for us to to tease the players like that. So, how about with no details? Can I can I just say what is getting re- revamped? No details, no date, but you can say the event. Um, I know that some people are are probably not going to be as excited about this, but but I actually do give it a thumbs up. I give it a stamp of of improvement when I was presented with this plan. The apex series of events uh, that we get between the arcs. That has been completely redesigned, and crazy enough, I'm I'm actually pleased with it. Um, it will be sourcing new things. Um, the store will be the the whole thing has been updated, and uh, it's going to be sourcing new things, and they are turning it into like a weekly thing, kind of like Cerritos Wednesday or Mining Monday. It will be a weekly uh, Apex event now. Um, so that should improve the sourcing of these new things that will be uh, that will be added to the store, and I am not dissatisfied with it. So um, there is that, and so yes, uh, and I know that there was one or two others that have been discussed. So yeah, you know when you're talking about fixing things, and I know that the team's working on incursions as well. I, I can I can almost kind of get behind that, but but again. So so it's a balance, and I and I understand people wanting to have that new thing to engage with, that new exciting thing. But also talking about the themes of um, legacy part one and part two. Part one last month, all about efficiency, right? Adding freebooters, making it so that daily goals are faster. And this month, while we do have a lot of really new cool things that you can start working towards, like the free to play path for the Titan. We're looking at some of the events that we're working on. There is an event store so people can catching up. We're not giving another thing. We're giving people time to engage with everything that's already there while giving some other new cool things that you can start working towards that don't take away or add a ton of additional time to what you're doing. All right. And with that you know, community. Is, is, that, is that a fair argument? Poke holes in it if you got some DJ. You know, I I am going to choose to leave it right here. That is your that is your final word for this month, and that is the answer that you've given to the question that I've asked. And and right there is where we're going to leave it, just simply because of my time restrictions. I, I just oh, yeah, don't, I don't have right. I don't I don't have time to poke a lot of holes in that. We could have a very nice long discussion on that, um, but it's going to have to come at another time. Uh, community, I thank you for being tuned in this morning. Thank you to my guest. Uh, Mr. President, for being here, as always, to discuss the new arc and uh, what we're seeing within and be open to the feedback that needs to go back in in certain aspects and areas of uh, of some of the things that that do need to be looked at. And while I I say jokingly that, you know, that feedback is, you know, got to go and we've got to do things, I will also I am going to take a moment and thank the Scopely engineering team and game design team, both of whom I've had communication with over the last few days and did actually make improvements to this arc before it actually launched. And that is something that is rare. And, and I do, even though it might not have come out perfectly, 
Uh, trust me, community, when I say that improvements were made. Um, there are arguments and discussions that can be had as to why they had to be improved in the first place, but nonetheless, they were, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm going to continue, as I always do, to continue to push for more and better improvements into the game, as Echo and I will do starting right now, starting today. But I am grateful to the team to for being open-minded and having those conversations with us prior to the ARC launch and getting some of those fixes into the game that you guys never even saw. You know, we've talked about this in the past as far as some of the battles that, that get fought you guys never even know about. Um, this, is, even though we're kind of alluding to it and, and we're sharing that with you, you'll never really know what was uh, coming and and a lot of those battles you guys never see, you never hear about, you never know about. Uh, and I do want to thank the team for being open minded and having those conversations. Community, thank you so much. My name is Ultimate DJs. This has been an episode of Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast. I must take my leave, but I invite you guys to continue in the after party room with your discussion, your commentary, and please be sure to watch our video, share that out, distribute it, subscribe to the channel while you're there, and uh, thank you very much for being a part of our litter box community my name is ultimate djs for talking in cars with djs your friendly neighborhood cat person saying meow for now love you mean it catch you on the next one see you guys bye meow all right i have got to go i'm so late my boss is calling Later, bye. Later, bye all right i'm not going to leave quite as fast as that but as always thank you everybody for being here i know that everyone here is literally passionate and they want to see such a and feed they want to see it grow and this is everyone's favorite game or maybe even the only game that they play right and, and i get it i really do so just know that myself madam vice president that we hear you we are having these conversations the team cares i mean they're you, you won't always see them talking but they're looking at this board and community channels all the time too so i really appreciate all you guys as always and uh, yeah, we'll be in Discord all day long. Feel free to give us your thoughts. And yeah, have a great rest of your day. Bye, everyone.